0: Welcome to the Soul Talks Podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry
1: to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Come on, Gigi. Come on, Papa. That's what Juliet says to us, and we just got to be with her yesterday. It was very fun. And in the words of our little granddaughter, come on, friends, we want to take you by the hand and join us in a conversation. That's what we do in Soul Talks.
0: And that's what Jesus does to us, too.
1: He loves to bring us along uh, with him into life in the Father's world, the kingdom of God. And right now, our churches are in a a great position of need. Uh, We have a lot of stress and challenge in the midst of this uh, season of COVID-19 going on uh, eight weeks now and churches not meeting. We're just beginning to have some churches that are uh, finding ways to uh, step in meeting. Uh, some people calling it a soft launch, uh, ways to do church and still practice social distancing and keep every everybody safe and sanitary from the coronavirus. And so it's a big question on a lot of people's minds. In fact, it's uh, one of those Google searches that's being repeated is, you know, will church reopen? Will church ever be the same? Will church come back? Uh, how can we reopen church and and when can we do it? And so it's a, a lot of, a lot of questions. It's on our minds, especially if you're a pastor, or a church leader, but for all of us, we, we miss gathering in our Christian fellowships and worshiping God together.
0: And this is an emotional subject for all of us, different reasons. Some of us, because we're just we're really missing what we had and grieving what we've lost. Uh, for some of us, we have strong opinions about, you know, how we should be responding to the government or not responding to the government. Or uh, there's a lot of controversy around that, different opinions. There's pressures that leaders are feeling. You know, what, what does it look like for me as a leader? And then there's responsibility with that. And, temptation to fear there's so many unknowns this is a hard issue
1: and this isn't the for many of us it's the first time we've ever experienced anything like this uh well probably none of us have experienced i imagine a a, a global pandemic before Uh, and i don't think any of us have experienced at least in america having our churches closed but in other places of the world this has happened uh, for, for wars and persecutions, and even in our Bible. Acts chapter 8 is an example. And uh, great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem after Stephen was stoned to death. And all of the Christians were, were scattered, and they couldn't meet in churches in Jerusalem the way that they had been doing it. And so people were, were going to, to uh, all different cities throughout the beyond Jerusalem, Judea, uh, Samaria. Um, and beyond. And uh, there were new sort of house churches that had to f- form and new, new ways of meeting and being together. And it, it, at that point in time, it looked like really bleak for the church, but actually it was a, a, a pivot point for great church growth. And that's what we're hoping and praying for in our churches uh, in America and around the world, and we are seeing some signs of that, at least through online church and more numbers of people participating, and uh, that's a great thing. And so uh, now we're in- into this new phase of sort of the, the re- re-entry and re reopening of our churches.
0: I think it's important as we grieve the loss and we lament that the churches were closed, that there's also an opportunity to remember that the church at large, God's people, it's not closed. It's alive. And thinking we want to follow the example of Daniel when, you know, in Israel they were in exile in Babylon and Daniel kept praying. He kept kneeling and praying. And we want to continue to seek the Lord, to grow in the Lord, to encourage each other up in our apprenticeship to Jesus in this time. And want to keep praying for our brothers and sisters in Christ and our leaders.
1: So I was in a Zoom call. We, a lot of us have been doing a lot of Zoom calls. If you're a pastor, a church leader, or if, uh, in business, if you're able, to, if you're blessed to have a job right now, a lot of us are doing our, our meetings and our work uh, with uh, video calls. And uh, we wrote about that recently with the the uh, screen fatigue, Zoom fatigue. Uh, so I was on one of those calls, uh, one of a number that day, and was on a conversation, there were 12 of us pastors in Orange County, and these are some of the the uh, best and brightest, most godly men in our county uh, leading influential churches. And we were talking about sort of how do we care for our souls in this time of coronavirus and you know what's going on with you and your church now. And um, I gave some teaching around uh, the easy yoke of Jesus and Uh, soul care in the in the midst of uh, these challenging times but then each each one checked in and just to hear the things that they're experiencing and the challenges so you know one pastor sharing you know I've got some people in my church that are like well we should have been meeting last Sunday and you know we don't want the governor shutting us down and then uh, a couple couple people on staff saying well it's not safe to meet if you, you start meeting I quit and it's like, so, you know, what does a pastor do? We got people in t- totally different extremes with how they feel about uh, the church meeting. Uh, another pastor saying, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm right-handed and I've been thrown with my right hand as a pastor all these years. And uh, I know how to do that well. I know how to, to, to preach and counsel and lead, lead meetings and develop leaders. And that's mostly in person. And now we can't meet in person, and so it's like I'm having to throw with my off hand, my my left hand, all the time, and and I'm not very good at it, and, and it's awkward, and it's it's embarrassing, and uh, and then I've you know, pastor saying it's like, well, I got a full time job as a pastor, but at the same time I'm going to graduate school full time to learn how to do technology and do online church, and I'm exhausted, and pastor saying you know I've been rallying uh, for. To respond to the COVID crisis and meet the needs of my people and my community, and do online church and figure all this out, and it's taken a lot of adrenaline to do this. All these weeks now, we're going on eight weeks, and uh, but now the hardest part is yet to come. You know, I, I'm post Easter and I'm exhausted and I, it's, I'm crashed on the other side of that adrenaline. But I need I need more adrenaline again because we got to figure this out and when when to, when to meet. And so it's a lot of, a lot of pressure and responsibility to, to be the person that's in charge and you're making the decision for, for your church or your company or your family.
0: feel empathy for these leaders. You and I have a little of our own version of that with our institute. And I'm sure our listeners have ways that they're relating to, to difficult decisions that they're making and responsibilities they're feeling and the difficulty of and the confusion of you know how do I do this? What do I do? Yeah,
1: because we're talking about COVID-19 and when to reopen church, but really the issue is what do you do when you don't know what to do? When you're needing to make a decision, when you're leading people and there is a responsibility on you with how to proceed, but you, you just don't know what to do, what do you do? And so that's a really huge point of learning and understanding for us because we all have these things that come up all the time. And there's sort of two extreme ways that we can respond to these things. One is uh, we just shut down and we just avoid it. We just, you know, turn on the, t- the TV or scroll our Instagram feed or whatever and, and we just don't want to deal with it. Uh, and then a lot of us, especially if we're type A and – uh, we're leaders, you know, we want to be innovators. We want to be ahead. We want to make the right decision. And so we'll, you know, we'll do something. And, you know, we, we, we charge out there. And that's not necessarily good either. We certainly need courageous, uh, innovative leaders, strategic leaders and so forth. But uh, the Bible really points us in a different direction. It takes us out of this dichotomy and out of even the, the pressure that I have to do the right thing now I have to know the next three steps or even 10 steps. And it's like, no, the, the, the daily manna is normally how God leads us. He's going to provide us bread for today. Uh, the word of the Lord is a lamp to our feet. and So he's going to give us light for today. And so the, the truth is that in our leadership, we often don't have clarity. Hopefully we have clarity about our vision and our mission from the Lord. But we often don't have clarity about what to do, especially anything more than the next step.
0: that That's really important to highlight that and to remind ourselves that we're not alone in this. The Lord is with us. And to to really seek Him and trust Him to guide us for that next step, that He He is our Good Shepherd leading us, even though we don't have the full knowledge of every step on this path towards reopening church.
1: So here's an example from, from my life. So when, when COVID-19 hit and uh, it, just, it just was chaotic, it was scary uh, as it started to descend upon us and the realization of, of the reality of the health danger that we were all in, uh, I felt the Lord leading us. And Christy, we talked about this. And so we made a a, a quick pivot to start doing podcasts on COVID-19 and anxiety and fear and how we're feeling about that, how we're dealing with that uh, in, in our churches and personally. And we were able to make a, a quick strategic decision because we have a weekly podcast, a weekly blog, we produce content, and we approach, uh, as you that listen regularly know, we approach this pastorally. We want to speak right to you and, and encourage you, the listener. And so we were able to make a quick decision there and, and lead strategically And we've got a lot of great feedback from that. And our listens on our podcast are are, are up and the reads on our blog and a lot more people engaging with soul shepherding in in a lot of ways. But then contrast that with the decision about what to do with our institute, which is the main thing that we do. It's it's the best, most fruitful ministry that we do, gathering uh, people like you who are listening, all kinds of uh, leaders and servants of the Lord, men and women, in uh, various ministry roles and life roles and so, as, as we gather together, we have such a, a great experience. Uh, but it's based on being physically together five days at a time, uh, and then we have online Zoom meetings that we do on top of that for the spiritual direction certificate. But we we can't meet. We had to. We our last meeting was in February, and then we've had to postpone retreats since then. And we don't know when we're going to be able to meet next. We're hoping to meet this summer, but that's you know we have to see how that's going to play out if it's going to sort of going to be allowed to do that and if that's going to be the convention or not and so that's a different sort of decision and the leader in me the the strategic thinker the innovator uh wants to like know what to do be in control of that make the best decision and then lead everybody there and so i sometimes i start going down that path in my thoughts and my feelings and in in my prayers and fortunately the the uh, you, Christy, and the Lord and our board and others help me to to get re-centered. And, well, you know, l- let's let's think about this some more. Let's talk about this some more. And so we're really using a, a very different sort of process with that decision.
0: So you feel tempted in the pressure to make something happen or to figure something out or to just try something that might, might work or might be good or might be a win. And yet in wisdom, you're recognizing, no, I need to be listening to the Lord, waiting on the Lord, seeking the Lord, trusting the Lord to be guiding us with what His ways are.
1: Yeah, and th- this is what the pastors that, that I was talking with on the Zoom call are feeling. They're very much feeling the, the weight of responsibility and the uh, compassion for the people in their church and their community who have uh, divergent uh, feelings about when church ought to meet next and how to do that. And so it's, it's a big weight on them. And they, they feel like they need to have already made the right decision and be heading in that, that direction. It's
0: a lot of pressure.
1: And yet, they don't, to actually do that is, is difficult. And so, trying to help them not expect that of themselves and to sort of rethink well, what does the Bible actually teach about situations like this? And to change the question from well, when can church reopen to well, how? how can church reopen? And some of that has to do with some practical matters around safety and health and uh, hand sanitizer and social distancing and all, all these things. But uh, what we especially focus on here at soul shepherding is the, the, the spiritual process and the matters of the soul. And so to look at, well, how, how do we hear God's voice and how do we lead in community and Uh, So there's a a way of talking and listening and praying and going one step at a time and trusting the Lord to lead us step by step.
0: And part of that how is being honest with God, fully open, sharing our concerns, our presenting to him our questions, asking him, trusting that he hears, he's going to answer, he's going to guide, being willing to be emotionally honest with the Lord, trusting he's with us in this.
1: Yeah, one of the pastors on this call, he said, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Caught between people in my church that have such con- contrasting views about when to meet. And so I've just been taking walks on the beach with Jesus and just saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to lead the people. And just asking lots of questions and telling God how I feel. And, and see, that's, that's where Jesus wants us. That's Jesus saying, you know, come on, follow me. And in that process, uh, and then talking as he's talking with his staff and with his elders and with people in his church and doing that prayerfully, wisdom emerges. And as there's further thinking and uh, data that we're gathering from treating COVID-19 and and all the preventative measures that are in place in our society, then more information comes and that helps us to make the decision. And so it's really important that we, we... open up to this spiritual process and to the wisdom of the scriptures. that's so often repeated, you know, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. There's a lot of teachings about the importance of, of patience and prayerfulness and being in a relational process and in a journey step-by-step step. and the Lord will show us what to do if we're in a place to listen, but if we're too amped up with making things happen and, and driving things and, and working and pushing and or just pleasing some people, then it's harder to
0: hear God. yeah, it is. I think that our internal pressures, the messages that we're feeling pressure from that we're we'll replaying in our head, our sense of hurry that comes, all of those things make it harder for us to hear God's voice to listen to Him.
1: There's a great story about uh, a, some years ago, a world leader that visited Mother Teresa in Calcutta. Uh, of course, this is back when she was alive and leading her um, mission with the um, uh, to the poor and the people who were dying in the streets of Calcutta, and she would care for them, she and the other sisters of mercy and charity. And so this world leader had a time of spiritual direction with Mother Teresa, and he had a big decision to make regarding his his work. And he said, you know, Mother Teresa, you know, I, I, I need clarity on how, uh, w- what the Lord is asking me to do here. And, uh, he
0: asked her to pray for
1: clarity for him. Yeah. He said, you know, I, I need you to pray for me and that I would hear God's voice and know what to do. And, and it'd be clear for me. And, uh, he was quite surprised when Mother Teresa said, no, I'm not going to pray for that. and, and, And he just looked at her with just quizzical face and very puzzled. And she said, you know, I." he said to her, well, but you have clarity. Look how God's used you. And she said, no, I never have clarity. And he was shocked. She said, I never have clarity. What I have is trust. I trust the Lord with me. And I take one step at a time. And so I just think that so much of leadership, uh, and ministry, uh, it really does come down to this sense of venturing on the Lord and trusting the Lord one step at a time, one person at a time. And we often don't know, you know, ahead what to do and to expect ourselves to know that, that can be a crushing burden. Uh, yeah, we need to plan and and certainly we need clarity around our, our, our vision and our mission that God's called us to and to stay true to that. But the details of working that out is is a process, and that's very much at play right now in this question about reopening church.
0: Well, Lord, we thank you that you invite us into this easy yoke attachment to you where you are with us and you are leading us, and we can walk with you. You know the way. So I ask, Lord, that you would help each one of us to trust you deeply and thoroughly We thank you for your church. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would be working mightily in your church, guiding your church, glorifying your name, growing your church. Thank you, Lord, that you proclaim, Jesus, that even the gates of hell will not prevail against your church. Amen. Friends, we want to thank you for giving us reviews on the podcast app. It's been helpful. We've had some of you do that this week and we asked that you would continue to do that but we just want to thank you Christy when Bill and I read your review today we were just so so moved almost to tears by your words of thanking us for modeling and navigating the emotional life with empathy towards self and others and that's because Jesus gives us empathy that we can do that and then you said it's easy for me to look at how far I am from the ideal and be overwhelmed and go to shame that's true for all of us and then you said that uh, we know that and we always frame our discussions on Soul Talk with compassion. Well, we're glad. That's our goal. <laughs> and so we we appreciate you affirming that we're uh, sharing where we start at and that we can go through processing our feelings and venturing on God. So thanks for your appreciation of that, your appreciation articulation of our mixing Christian ministry and psychology in a valuable way, and giving you the language and tools for your emotional life. That's That was such an affirmation. So thank you for taking time to write that review. And we hope more of you will do that. Bill, you want to kind of tell it's, them how to do it? It's easy to
1: do. You just go onto your podcast app, and you, if you've subscribed to Soul Talks, then go to your library. If you haven't subscribed to Soul Talks, it'd be great to do that. And you just go to your library, and this will you'll see the Soul Talks episodes in there. And then you want to scroll to the very bottom of that feed. And the bottom, you'll see write a review. Uh, You also can do this on your computer. That might be easier. You just go to iTunes. And again, you you look for Soul Talks. You don't click into an individual episode. You need to, to click into the... The page for Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. And then you scroll down to the bottom and that's where you can give a star rating. You can write a review. That helps people to find our podcast and uh, we read your feedback and to see if what we're trying to do is getting across to you and thankful for uh, Christy's words there because that that's what we're trying to do. So thanks for being in a community with us. Thanks for following Jesus with us and we look forward to uh, next time when we can talk again and elevate our conversations into Soul Talks with Jesus. Everything in life begins with our intimacy with Jesus. So at Soul Shepherding, we've created prayer guides to help you cultivate your connection with the Lord. Our breath prayers, Ignatian meditation, and Lectio Divina guides help you to experience God and His Word in deep and unique ways that will begin to transform you.